Hello, welcome to Alley Le Rouge, your regular podcast for the Liverpool Echo. And I'm pleased to say I'm in New York at the moment, just before the derby match. And I'm here, here with some very special guests who are from the New York Supporters Club and we're in the 11th Street Bar in uh, the Lower East Side. And I've got with me uh, Justin, who's a Liverpool fan, Chris, a Liverpool fan, and Gareth, who all committee members for the official New York Liverpool Supporters Club. So, uh, Chris, can you give us a bit of background about the New York Supporters Club, how it was established and how long it's been going and that's everything? Okay, we're the oldest uh, supporters club in North America, the yeah. li- oldest Liverpool supporters club in North America, founded in the 90s by um, some Irish lads and yeah, some yeah. scousers. All oh, right. Um, most of them have moved back to the UK, unfortunately. Yeah. And some have moved to other cities, so... Um, we have a revolving committee. Yeah. And How many's on the committee? Is it seven? I think there's seven of us. Yeah. yeah. Um, quite a solid uh, committee now. I think we've we've been as this committee. I think definitely three years now. Um, and although some people have changed changed roles within the committee, it's been yeah. quite a solid group. And um, I, I think you know, I think we do a decent job. I think yeah. you know, we're, we're all quite committed to to making the supporters' experience here in the 11th Street Bar, you know, as, yeah. as enjoyable as it can be, and uh, including away fans sometimes as well. Oh, you know, right, we're quite yeah. welcome into... Uh, Let's hope there's some Evertonians in here today. Well, we'll see. <laughs> or maybe we'll not. See. Yeah, but Gareth, that, obviously, that's not a New York accent, is it? So, I mean, no, not at all. What's your background in terms of... Um, I, I grew up in a town called Formby, which, obviously, anybody listening to this who lives on Merseyside knows. Um, moved over here... Uh, just over three years ago, 2014, um, my wife's job transferred over here. First thing I did when I knew we were moving was I, I got on the internet and looked up the supporters club because, yeah. you know, I was like, I've got to watch some football in New York. I've been yeah. told that every Premier League team pretty much has a bar. Yeah. Um, sure, like part of the family now, are you? Yeah. Uh, maybe, <laughs> I don't know, you'd have to ask these guys. But um, I did the first season just as a supporter and then at the end of that first season, 2014, 2015, yeah. came down to the AGM and, and just wanted to get involved and three great. years later now the president of the club so great oh you're the president oh yeah you? yeah all oh, right <laughs> you've got that presidential air about you have you noticed <laughs> well, i'm not I mean, sure i'm uh, not sure uh, in the current climate that's a good thing though. yeah 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 well uh, i'm not gonna ask you the, about your uh, civil rights background yeah but uh, uh, so justin um in terms of how long have you been involved what was your back how did you end up support Liverpool where are you from so I'm from New York Um, I ended up supporting Liverpool because uh, my first job out of of college was uh, uh, an investment bank that showed pretty much you know every single midweek game during the Champions League and it just so happened to be the uh, the Istanbul season and that was an impossible team not to root for um, kind of, kind of stuck, kind of stuck with me. Yeah. And uh, I've been coming now to games here at the 11th Street Bar for probably about the past, I don't know, probably about the past 10 years. So yeah. it's it's been a while. It's a it's a great place to watch a game. Yeah. Um, it certainly uh, provides uh, an atmosphere that you're really not finding in a lot of other places around here. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, we sing, we're loud. Well, I see you've got the flags up. The flags are in, in the bar, which is impressive. And uh, someone, uh, you were saying, Chris, that. One of these flags was was that as in yeah the original Istanbul. banner that's behind us yeah. was was taken by supporters who had tickets to the match to oh, Istanbul right. so yeah was there we we had this one made a few years ago when the team came to uh, to New York oh right and have you um, have, have you ever been to Anfield have you been able to get to Anfield I, I haven't yet 
You haven't yet. No. So is that that's on that's, that's on, on your list. On, on your list. It's yeah. on a very short list of things to do right now. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. first match was 2003 Leeds. Ah, oh, right. Yeah. How many times you've been to Anfield then? Is um, it probably since I go like once a year? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Let's, can we do the math? So, obviously it's awkward times, it's like, you know, the kickoff here today is 9.15 in the morning, you know, there's a half 11 kickoff, it's obviously even earlier, but um, does that cause any problems or do people still turn up? Is it? Yeah, I mean, the... the the, the ethos of being a, an official LFCMY bar, I think we've got seven or eight bars around uh, New York and New Jersey now. Um, the, the ethos is you open whatever time kickoff, whatever the weather, whatever day of the week. Yeah. Every game you've got to be open. I mean, I remember last season, I think it was a 7.30 kickoff against Norwich, uh, and they'd shut the city down because of the snow, yeah. and we still opened and we still had about 20 people in. Oh, great. Um, the 7.30 kickoffs in the morning are, are surprising how busy they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is, this is what I sent you earlier, you know, the passion, the passion of the supporters in the city, whatever time the match is on, they'll be here. Yeah, yeah. You know, they'll be here midweek, people are bunking off work to come to come down especially this season with the Champions League yeah um, and the Europa League I mean the Dortmund game is one of the most amazing atmospheres I've ever experienced at a football game you know it was in here when uh, you know it went right to the wire and, and we took and went to the final um, so it, it takes a bit of getting used to when you first move over here for me anyway yeah. it took a bit of getting used to you know but we're open whatever time, whatever the weather, you know, and people turn up for it, so. Yeah. We're lucky to have a really supportive bar yeah. to host. Yeah. So the, our home at the How long have you been based here? Since 2004. So 2004, yeah. yeah. So. And, because and there are other bars in the city, isn't there? There's Carragher's Bar, isn't there? And there's other bars that show the match. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a lot of bars yeah. show the match. Is there any rivalry between the official supporters and the unofficial <laughs> supporters? I mean, yeah, a little bit, yeah. You'll get that out of everywhere, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, there's there's been times when we've all come together, regardless of which supporters group you belong to or you're affiliated with. Yeah. You know, the, the campaign in terms of... Uh, the Hillsborough Justice campaign about uh, there's a radio host was it 2012 Steve Cohen um, oh yeah I remember that and yeah. there was there was yeah. a very big campaign jo uh, a joint campaign against yeah. what he'd been saying on um, the radio wasn't he I remember that yeah yeah and things like that you, you yeah. come together and, and then uh, the you know the Gillette out campaign yes. as well yeah. Participate, so, yeah so would you say uh, Justin is, is it you know is it is it football before other American sports or is it do you mix it in or uh I mix it in. I'm also uh, I'm also a big baseball fan. Yeah. So uh, I get a unique perspective on this particular game. I know it's like to be an Everton supporter because I'm a New York Mets fan. <laughs> so I, I like I know. You posted that comment. I did post Twitter. that comment. That was me. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I I can I can identify with how they feel, but I want them to feel how I feel about baseball today. Yeah. Uh, which is depressed. Yeah. Which is very depressed, by the way. Well, we'll see, obviously be watching the match soon. Uh, in terms of uh, the American ownership, uh, Fenway Sports Group, I mean, when they took ownership, I mean, we had uh, Hicks and Gillette obviously before that, and there was a massive campaign against them. I mean, what did you feel when Hicks and Gillette were involved? Did you, were, you, were you part of that campaign against them because you knew about the background? And, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. we were part of that campaign. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I still remember the woman who texted the message about. Um, Hicks being seated on Park Avenue trying to get a loan from one of the investment yeah, yeah, banks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it went viral, didn't it? And yeah. it went, and we yeah. started a letter writing campaign. And yeah. 
participated in that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So in terms of FSG, I mean, when they took over, were you hoping for like, you know, uh, more investments in the club and buying players? I was skeptical about that. Skeptical. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, you know, everybody was by and large grateful. Yeah. <laughs> but I was still, you know, yeah. burned once. I'm cautious. Cause, yeah. But um, I think they've been okay. Yeah. Yeah. Justin, how do you, you feel about them? I think they're okay. I, yeah, yeah. I think that they're not great. They're significantly better than Hicks and Gillette. But yeah, I think that's the that's the bottom line, isn't it? Significantly better than Hicks and Gillette, but you'd like still feels like we're getting our own way too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people say to uh, I'm involved in the Spurs of Shanky. People say to us, why aren't you campaigning against them? But there's no honestly against Hicks and Gillette. It was hard enough then. Yeah. You know, we only ever had ten percent of the support really getting onto the streets you know yeah. um, so it's impo- it would be impossible against FSG because they play the game differently they, uh, they play the game differently they're a lot, lot more savvy in terms of the media and if you look at it you know the, uh, if you look at it as owners um, they're nowhere near as bad as Hicks and Gillette so I think that the problem is you know when people say to us what are the spirits of Shankland doing about this we'll do things which we can We've got an influence over like ticket prices. Exactly. So the walkout uh, wasn't a specific Shankly walkout, it was Spine Cop 1906 that we supported. Right. But the walkout, things like that, did have an effect, I think. And it, I it surprised them, you know. So, yeah, um, teams are just coming out onto the pitch at Anfield, it looks like. Yeah. The game is going ahead. The, all, the, uh, all the predictions of uh, snow, it doesn't seem to materialise. So, uh, what do you think, Chris? What are you, what are you hoping for? Is, is this the type of match you look forward to every season? Everton or Man United? Or I do look forward to this match. Yeah. Um, and I hope we crush them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but I, I'm still angry that um, that uh, Sadio was injured at the Derby last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And I feel yeah. like that's kind of indicative. And I hope the referee doesn't let them kick, kick lumps out of all the players. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure they've got the type of player who, who is able to do that. I know everyone will think Allardyce is going to try and do that, but. I don't think they've got the personnel to do that, but obviously he will be playing for Allardyce, whereas he didn't seem to be playing for Unsworth, I think. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's you know, interesting yeah, that, why yeah. that would be the case, I don't know. Yeah, it's internal politics, I think, you know, yeah. the club. But um, Justin, what are your thoughts? I mean, Sam Allardyce uh, elicits like a visceral hatred from me, <laughs> so I, I'd really like that, us to win this big. Yeah. It, 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 I, think, I just think that he's... Uh, yeah, he is. He's making your reputation as a manager and you're making your bones as, uh, I'm going to just take over relegation battles and stay up. Yeah. I don't know, there's something about that that I find unseemly. Does this, so he does, was so nasty to Rafa. Yeah. Yeah. Is this just like go back to the Rafa Benitez days? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's entirely what it goes back to. Yeah. So I can't at the moment. I can't see any Evertonians who come in. But would they be watching another bar? Will they? Um, I think they'd be hiding behind their couches. <laughs> they, they, could <laughs> be a, a, they could be. They could be Mr. Dennehy's. Dennehy's. That's they it. Could I can never Mr. remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so what? Gareth, are you? Are you? Um, is it the same watching it over here? As, you know, I mean, what, how do you feel about? Is the passion there? I, I, yeah, I, I think in in some ways outside of Liverpool, I think this is probably the best place I've ever watched football um, because purely the passion of the crowd that you get yeah. in here. Obviously, lived in London for 15 years before I moved to New York, and there was very few pubs where Liverpool fans would gather in numbers. So yeah. it was always watching at home or watching at a mate's house, which is fine because you get to see the match. But on on days in here when. The supporters yeah. are bouncing, the team's playing well, everyone's drinking, the atmosphere's yeah. fantastic. It's yeah. Just, yeah, it's a great place to come and watch football. 
Justin, do you think uh, Everton will go for a draw here? Do you think that's what they're trying to do, spoil the match, or do you think they will attempt to uh, attempt to come out and try and get Rooney on the ball? I don't think they're going to come try and play us. I think I think I think Allardyce is going to sit back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I disagree. I think they're going to come out. I think after the last couple of results, I yeah. think they've got their. I hope they, they. I hope they do. No, I hope they do because I, th- I think I don't know. I just I, I think it'd be a massive mistake yeah. if they come out and do that. Um, yeah. But I think I think I, I think we're going to take it three-one. I'm okay. going to be positive. Three-one. Well, we're gonna we'll have to uh, we're just about to kick off. I mean, it looks magnificent. It's snowing now. It's snowing now. It's come. The snow in New York and the snow at Anfield. So we'll um, we'll come back together um, after the game and, s- and see what you know, see what we think. Absolutely. I'm, my prediction was two nil. Anything over over two nil would be great. But uh, let's hope um, we get three points. Three. That's all that matters. It's all that matters. Even if it's a one nil penalty in the 91st minute, which wouldn't that. be bad. I'll take that. Disappointed 11th Street Bar in New York City, and you know it's one of those occasions, and we've said it so many times on the podcast. That I think you know Liverpool there. We were in control of the game. We were one nil up, but we need that two or three goal cushion. And all the discussion in the bar today after the matches, why didn't Klopp play his full strength team? If you have Firmino and Coutinho from the start, that's three or four nil at half time. Now the Lovren incident. You know, obviously, for me it wasn't a penalty, but the fe- he's, he's conned the referee. But Lovren put his hands up. You do not put your hands up. It was a schoolboy error again from Lovren, and he's recovered great since the Tottenham game. But he's always got one of those mistakes in him, and it was a mistake because he put it. He raised his hands, and it looked like he pushed him. I don't think he did, but it, you know the Everton player just went down straight away because he feels that touch on the back, and he's over. No, no doubt about it. So, Chris, how do you feel about the? Feels like a defeat, doesn't it? Really? It does. It's another draw that feels like a defeat. Yeah. Honestly, uh, there's been too many of them this season, and it's what's holding us back. Yeah. But I do 
feel like referees should stop letting themselves get conned in yeah. situations like that. It happens way too often. Yeah. And yet, there were actual fouls that the man let go. Yeah, so yeah. it's a really disgraceful performance. Yes, we were profligate. Like, we wasted too many. So many chances. Amazing opportunities. 23 shots, I think, against three, you know. And so I always get a bad feeling when we waste those beautiful yeah, chances. Yeah, yeah. Justin, how did you? I mean, I watched the match with you, and you know, we just we knew we needed that second goal to kill them off. You know. Yeah, I felt like uh, the manager set the team up to cope with their industry, but didn't set which Everton's industry was just going to be trying to stay close to each other and working as hard as they could to do that. Yeah, we never. I, I thought that we played into their hands because that midfield three of uh, Anderson, Milner, and uh, Oxley Chamberlain are energetic, but. They're not the most creative, so you're not getting, like, I just felt like we couldn't break their lines down often enough from yeah. open play, and I think that, you know, starting the uh, the front four that we've seen destroy teams uh, probably yeah. would have done the same thing, and I mean, that Mane miss was bad. Yeah, I mean, it was looking like Liverpool are 1-0 up, uh, we're resting some of our, well, our best, our best players, you know, if Klopp goes in and wins the game 1-0, no one criticises him, but... Unfortunately, Everton, an Allardyce's teams, you know, they're always looking for that set piece, that chance, or that dive. As far as I'm concerned, that's what it was. But if you're only one nil up, you know, and you and you've still got 15, 20 minutes to play, you know, you've got to, you've got to be thinking about changing it. You've got to be thinking about changing it because at the end of the day, uh, an Allardyce team is always looking for that. He's done that so many times over the years to Liverpool. I agree. It's um, one of the most frustrating things about him as he combines shithouse yeah. tackles, <laughs> a really physical approach to the game, yeah. with diving the minute they're touched. Yeah. It's why I hate him so much. Anyway. Yeah. But anyway, I'm obviously disappointed with Gareth. I mean, what, what would you say? I mean, was... You know, you wouldn't have, you would have thought a few weeks ago Liverpool were going to destroy Everton. With Allardyce, you had a certain doubt in your mind. You're thinking, he's done a job before, he might be able to do it again. But during that game, 1-0 up, I, I thought we're so comfortable here. They don't even look like scoring. But if they get a corner or a penalty, you know, it's, it's you've got to go for that second and third. I, mean, I, I, think, I think, as you said just now, I mean, the, the main... The main reaction here at the moment is it's the derby. It doesn't matter what position Everton are in in the league, whether they're bottom of the table or they're right behind us at the top of the table. It's the derby. You start with your strongest side. There can be an argument made. We're playing West Brom on Wednesday. So you want to rest players because we, we were uh, we were in Europe last Wednesday. Yeah. But if you're going to rest players, rest them against West Brom. You don't rest them for the derby at home. And just one mistake and... It's it's ruined, you know, what could have been a glorious day. Yeah, I mean, but, I was thinking when the Salah goal went in, I was thinking this could be three or four, because that's what it looked like. But you know, uh, got to give Everton a bit of two there. They did they did stick at it and they kept in the game and looking for that um, set piece. But I think obviously people look to Klopp now and say, well, come on, you've got to start your strongest team. I think that's. You know, as you, you're right. I think West Brom's the time to to rest your players. A whole West Brom, a whole not the derby match. You finish Everton off three or four goals up, and then bring them off. So we might be able to do that. It's all ifs and buts. But once again, I think it's I think Klopp is still learning about the Premier League. I think he really is. You know, I can see he's going in the right direction. But some of the footballs being absolutely 
um, marvellous, being devastating for attacking football. But he's still learning about the game, I think, because for me, you destroy teams, then bring your players off, and that's how they're having the rest. No, oh, we might bring them on if we're still what you know, but it, it was, we're struggling with 15, 20 minutes to go. It'll, it'll be interesting to hear his comments after the game because you can guarantee that the first two questions he's going to get asked. Yeah. Why did we start with Coutinho and Firmino on the bench? And why did you bring Salah off? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. the first two questions he's going to get asked, and I'm dying to know what he's going to say. Yeah. I think you know he's going to. I think he'll concentrate on the referee. Well, he, yeah. He could see what he was doing. So well, he, he, he went onto the pitch at he's the on, end, and he's on a charge there, isn't he? Yeah. He's on a charge. Definitely. Well, Lovren had a go at the end as well. He, he had to be pulled off by Milner. So. Yeah. Well, he, at the end of the day, Lovren's made a schoolboy out of there by raising his hands. Yeah. Don't raise your hands, you know. Lovren, you know, I think he's been impressive the way he's come back from his Tottenham debacle. Definitely. But, you know, there's still that error, that schoolboy error, and that's amazing schoolboy error. As soon as he feels his fingertips, he's over. No doubt about it. But we, we saw that last weekend as well. The penalty that was given um, for Brighton against Henderson. Against yeah. Henderson, yeah. and no, no one could work out. Even the commentators, we were watching it. You know, the, the NBC commentators could. They were like, "What? Oh, he's raised his hand, but there's no push. But it was given, and then same, exactly the same thing this weekend. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, Justin. I mean, what? How, I mean, what, how do you think? Do you think just play your strongest team? You know, is that what you think? Yeah. I mean, it's easy to say that in hindsight, but also it felt like you know there was about six balls that we put across their back line that someone could have finished and we're basically saying Klopp's a genius for rotating his side and getting results so yeah, it's a, I think that's Man, where it's a cruel game I think it's Mane a, had a bad day today Mane did have a bad day and today. when he has a bad day it really shows but I, I also feel like he put um, he put in players who are physically bigger play players who are yeah. physically bigger who he thought would stand up to the yeah. tackles that so would tactics, yeah. yes exactly and so that was the method behind his madness. And also, because it was, although we played sublimely in the midweek match, yes. he was giving them additional recovery time from the last match. I don't think he was so much resting them yeah. as giving them recovery time because that was, yeah. you know. Yeah. Only a couple yeah. of days ago. So I mean, where, where do, I mean, Liverpool, we're relying upon three points there. We haven't. Yeah. Where do we go from here? I mean, would you have said before Everton, West Brom at home, you take four points, or you want your six points? Don't yeah, you? Definitely. Yeah, your bankers aren't really And when we when we've co when we've come into the bar this morning to watch the match, and we've we've watched the last ten minutes of Arsenal drawing with was it Southampton? Yeah. yeah. And after Chelsea lost yesterday, these are the times. Yes. These are the times where we 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 seem to revert to this. This attitude that, I don't know, it just, I don't know if it's a mental block or something, but this was the game we should have, as you said before, you know, we should have been three or four nil up at half time with our strongest 11 playing. And then take people off at half time and rest them because we got West Brom on Wednesday. With other, when other teams are dropping points, we, we just seem to have this absolute inability to maximize on those chances. Everyone talks about, oh, we're getting a bit of luck this, this season. You know, the last couple of seasons, maybe we haven't had so much luck. When we're getting the luck, we're then shooting ourselves in the foot because we're not capitalizing when everybody else gifts us the opportunity. We could have gone third today, comfortably third. I think Justin made a good point there. I think, you know, if, uh, if 
there's so many tap ins available there yeah. that we thought these should be going in. We've had what 23 shots, yeah. 23 shots. You know, these tap ins go in, and it is three 0 Clubs are genius. Yeah. Now it's one all, and you know the critics will be out again. And I don't think he deserves it really. But I think it's as I say again. I think what he's got to realise is that this is a massive match for Liverpool fans. This is a massive match. You, Everton, you know, in the doldrums. Uh, they've been playing terribly. They were getting, you know, relegated a few weeks ago. You know, yeah. Allardyce is brought. Allardyce is going to put up a team that's going to fight. Yeah. And I know what you, I know what you're saying, Chris. That he's picked that team to match them physically. But you also have got to think that we go. We've got to get those goals because even at three 0 up. In Seville, you know, we, we weren't convinced we were going to win the game at half time, yeah. and it was proved to be right. But I think it's a learning process for Klopp, and I think these are the type of games, hopefully, next season when we strengthen the defence, that we win these games quite comfortably, you know, and that, that's the only thing I can look forward to. But I know in the pubs around the ground now, people will be slaughtering Klopp. Yeah. Peter, people will be slaughtering going. You pick your best team, it's the derby match, you pick your best team. He's trying to be too clever, he's trying to do this, he's trying to do that. That's why he's so angry at the end of the game, because he knows that's coming. And I think at the end of the day, you know, it's all ifs and buts, but, you know, for me, you do pick your best team. You are trying to be too clever. And I think it is a wonderful thing, hindsight, but at the end of the day, that's a derby match, which they're now celebrating. Evertonians would be celebrating oh. in town. Oh yeah, they, they were so delighted. That's a, that's a victory for them. The DVD comes out tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and for everyone listening at home, at least if you were watching it on telly, you did not have Phil Neville commentating like we did. Yeah, well, Phil Neville was saying it definitely wasn't a penalty, wasn't he? I don't know if he said yeah, that. Yeah, I think he did. I, think I, know, I know they I were saying... To drown out the commentator. I'm yeah. actually amazed that he's paid to do this. He's paid to do it, yeah. <laughs> I'm amazed that he gets paid for this. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. Yeah, so you're not, a, you're, not, you're not Phil Neville's biggest fan, no. I'm not Phil Neville's biggest fan. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Except I always remember the derby where he got in gold and saved. Uh, oh, was it Kites yeah. shot? Uh, Dirk Kites yeah. shot? Yeah. So I'm grateful to him for being that because yeah. that, was a, that was a famous, uh, delightful victory. So where do we go from here then? I mean, we're still confident that we're going to, you know, we're going to make at least a bit of a challenge, you know, and, or, I think or is it just City are too far ahead? And, I, you know. I think if, I mean, we, we were saying in here a couple of weeks ago, me and a couple of lads were saying, um, we don't think it's going to be a question of who's going to win the league, it's going to be a question of how much a City going to win by. Yeah, yeah. And I think if they win today, I mean, the, the, the Manchester Derby's just started now, we're watching it now, it's just kicked off. City yeah. win today, I think that's it, I think they're gone, because Chelsea have fallen by the wayside, Tottenham have already imploded again. Um, I'm not saying we're going to challenge, I don't think we are at all, but... A challenge for the title, but we're definitely I think it's a challenge, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I, I think if we strengthen in January, we, we all know where we need to strengthen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not wholesale changes, it's not we need 11 have you got, players, we need one or two. And have you got any sympathy whatsoever for Lovren there? Have you got any sympathy for him? Or in a, way, in a way, yeah, because I think he's been at the club long enough that he knows what the derby means. Yeah. Everton, they're, they're, no, they're no Chelsea, they're no United, but they're still the team we have to beat every season. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he gets that now, and I think maybe he was just a little too enthusiastic. 
And as, yeah. as we all saw, he shouldn't have. He should have gone for the head. gone for the header. Yeah. I think it was the same. Uh, I think it was the same at Tottenham. I think he'd been told, whatever you do, don't let Kane turn yeah. you. Get the headers in, and he misjudged those headers. And I think today that's probably in the back of his mind. Yeah. I'm not going for this. I'll let him turn. And, and that was the big mistake. And, you know, he's not. You know, love yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I, I, get, mean, I get the sense a little bit that he's a little bit of a tragic figure. Yeah, where whatever he does, people are always just at this point going to remember the uh, the bonehead, uh, the bonehead things like the step overs against uh, West Ham, or yeah. you know, it's just there. Those things exist, and it's just sad for him because I, I want him to you know be Franco yeah, Baresi every single time he takes the pitch, but he's just not Franco Baresi. We all do. We all do, but. <laughs> You know, if you've got a solid back row there, you win that game 1-0. Yep. You know, Absolutely. it's as simple as that. I think we've said this, you know, on many, many podcasts back in Liverpool. You know, it's an accident waiting to happen. Now, it hasn't happened since Tottenham, but it's just happened in a massive game. Yeah. And I think, you know... It always makes me miss think, Rafa. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, uh, you know, obviously you've got a bit of sympathy for Lovren because it's obviously he's dived, doesn't he, Paul? You know, he's, he, he's given the opportunity by putting his fingertips yeah. on his back. You know, he's, he's almost gifted it to him. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and the referee was in back of the two of them, so all he could see was the hand. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. You yeah. couldn't see what Calvert-Lewin was no. doing from the other side, no, yeah. which was poor. Well, one, one of the replays almost showed like Calvert Lewin pushing himself away. Yeah, to die. So yeah. to go why, down. But see, that's why it, it, it's so unconvincing to me that he was pushed because of the way he fell. Yeah. And referees should be able to spot that he plunked himself over. Come on, yeah, yeah. it's not that hard. Yeah. Anyway. Well, um, yeah, Justin, Chris, uh, thanks very much for doing this. You know, it's a real pleasure being able to come to the Eleven Street Bar and see, you know, where you know available you know on twitter and various things and but you know i think it's a great atmosphere and what you're doing is is absolutely brilliant especially you know i see the food banks uh, donations today um so yes. Gareth, can you just maybe talk a little bit about that because in liverpool we've got a big food bank um, organization and the derby match is a big one yeah. for them you know so obviously um, long way away but similar problems poverty yeah. I mean a couple of times a season we do this um, Roger who owns the bar and as we mentioned earlier has been our I suppose benefactor for about 14 years now yeah. very supportive of the supporters club and allows us to you know run our charity events here he, he gets involved as much as he possibly can a couple of times a season we like to do a food drive there's a there's a church along the block on 11th street called the father's heart ministry they run uh, a saturday morning soup kitchen and food pantry and everybody who comes to the 11th street bar on a saturday has yeah. seen the queues yeah. they come down the block they go around the corner they go down avenue a it's yeah. it's heartbreaking it's disgusting that in the 21st yeah. century this is going on mm. so and it's, we, we, saying it's not homeless or such. No, it's, no, it's, it's working poor. It's working poor yeah. who don't always have the funds to be able to one eat healthily and two eat enough. Yeah. So it was something that Roger was always involved in anyway because of the, the, the sort of local aspect of it. So we just asked people to come. Uh, on the specific match days when we're running this, cans of tuna, cans of fruit, because they're the things that, uh, they're, they're so versatile. They're the things the Father's Heart Ministry asked for. On a Saturday morning, they're feeding over 700 people in an hour. It's not a small thing they do, so anything we can do to help, we will always, hopefully, 
the members will always step up um, and we always try and pick obviously what's going to be one of the biggest matches of the season yeah. so we'll do the United game or like today the derby you know when we know we're going to get a packed crowd and we, we blast it out on social media we send the members emails out and everybody steps up and, and then we take it down we you know we always do whatever we can so yeah. well it's you know it seems a great initiative and like you know uh, you know it's fantastic that you, you're able to do that and it's you know, I just get, I just get from the atmosphere in here that, you know, people who are coming in, are genuine fans, they're all here for the right reasons, and they're all trying to help the local community. It's sad that that's got to happen, yeah, exactly. as you say, in the 21st century. But um, it's really, I think people listening uh, to the podcast will be, will be like very inspired by that. You know, I think it's, uh, it's a great gesture, and it puts things in perspective. You know, we're all arguing about football and that, but out in the streets you know there's a lot of poverty and for me you know uh, having knowledge of the food banks back in Liverpool it's it's uh, a great thing you're doing and uh, long may it continue and the supporters club you got your flags the flag that was Istanbul and obviously we were disappointed by today's result but onwards and upwards and I think the Reds are going we are going in the right direction it's just these are three steps forward maybe one step back but we can see what Klopp's trying to do and we can see his plan and I think you've just got to keep the faith you've got to keep the faith and um, I don't know if uh, just a message to people listening to the podcast from, from New York City Oh, it just uh, keep supporting the Reds wherever you are in whichever way you want to that's I mean that's what we do here um, we you know we we want anybody who's in New York to come down we'll show you a great time for a game yeah and uh, we you know we, we open our doors to all Reds uh, everywhere and even some other supporters yeah What I I think is amazing about the branches, the supporters' branches, is that you can multiply what you saw today, not only across other bars in New York City, but across all these different locations around the world. And everybody is pretty much doing the same thing. They're doing some charity work. They're they're providing a home for Reds away from home. They're building support for the club. And they're building a community. Yeah, I mean we've we've, we've had we've had fans from here, members of the sports club, and they've come up and they said, "Look, I'm going to Tokyo next week on business, and I've got in touch with the Tokyo Sports Club. Can I take a T-shirt? Or can yeah. I take a, a scarf?" Yeah, like, absolutely. And we're getting pictures back of these little bars yeah, yeah. in the back street of Tokyo, just flags and banners and scarves and shirts everywhere. So it, it is. It's this massive worldwide community, and, and it's it's quite a weird thing when you're a supporters club and you're not able to go to Anfield every week. Yeah. Because it's it's a, it's almost like a different kind of passion. Yeah, so because like you're, you're in a bar rather than at the ground. So it's, it's like a belonging thing. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, what you what you feel? I mean, I have to mention this because you know a lot of Liverpool supporters based in Liverpool. I think they don't like the idea of this um, cliche, the world's greatest football family. But you can, I mean, I can see a negative to that. But also, when you come to places like this, you can see what they're trying to say with that. Mm. I mean, but. How do you feel about that? You know, it should be more, you know, Liverpool should concentrate on local supporters. Do you think that's an outdated concept? Or? I actually don't, because I think that that is the meat and potatoes of the support. And, and so um, I'm always a little bit conflicted about when we get a ticket allocation, because yeah. I feel like uh, 
I want the local supporters to be there. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, we got a really poor one this, this half of the season, and I thought, really? So I understand the conflict, but no, I really I want Liverpool to be well supported. And yeah, well, so as well. I think so do we. So do we. We want well because that means that you're successful. Exactly. You're a famous club, and that's what we always wanted when we were kids. Yeah. And we always looked to you know Everton were a bigger team when we were kids. You know, in terms of you know we didn't have that many support when obviously with Shankly building the club and Paisley continuing that success, we became this global thing which is Liverpool Football Club and I'm proud of that. I'm proud of it too. I'm proud of that. You know, I, I think there's, there's, there's room for both, there's room for the local support because as we've, we've all just agreed, there isn't a club without the local support. Yeah. There's initiatives I think the club could engage with in terms of maybe discounted tickets for locals, you know, school kids, things like that. Yeah. Get them while they're young. It's like anything. It's like music. It's sport. Anything. You get the kids young. Get them passionate about them. Get them in there seeing it. Yeah. They're there for life. Yeah, but yeah, at the yeah. same time, as was proven to me the first day I walked in this bar, the passion of people 3,000 miles away from our club who've never, half of them never been to Liverpool, probably yeah. never will get to Liverpool. Yeah. But they, they love it as much as anyone from yeah. Merseyside. And they, and they all, just don't get the chance to go. And they've all got individual stories yeah. about why they support Liverpool. And but I can totally understand, sorry to interrupt you then, I can totally understand the people who've been going to Anfield for 40 years. And all of a sudden, some guy from, I don't know, Sweden turns up. With a city, yeah. yeah. And he's I think got, it's Norway you're thinking of. Well, I was trying to be polite because everyone always says Norway. <laughs> so. um, and they just, you know, they turn up, they, they, they come into the ground like 10 bags from the club shop. Mm. They stand there, they don't sing, they don't engage, and then they leave again. And that's the kind of thing you think, yeah, okay, that is going to annoy people. But yeah. when you get our guys going over, and we're getting photos back, they're tweeting stuff, and they're there in the cop, and they're like, we've gone to this bar afterwards with 20 guys we met at the match, and yeah. now we've formed relationships, and we're seeing them again yeah, next yeah. season, and they're yeah. coming to see us. Yeah, it's what human beings do, yeah. isn't it? That's what it is at you the know. end of the day, and everyone's got a story. Just, Justin's story was it was always on in your way on the television. That's why you became... You're from Long Island, yeah? Yeah. And that's why you became a Liverpool fan. So everyone's got their own... I think this this um, this generalisation is, is wrong. And I think it's great to have a mix. I think it is great to have a mix. And I, I agree with, with both your points that, you know, it's important also to have the local organic support as well and don't let them feel alienated. And that's what, obviously, we try to do at the Spirit of Shankly. We... We embrace everyone, you know, and that's what we attempt to do. So I think the club is going in the right direction, I think. You know, I mean, I think, especially with Klopp, but obviously days like today, it doesn't feel like, um, you know, I think, uh, for me, it's a massive disappointment. I'm in New York, I thought I'd be celebrating a 3, 4 or 5 nil there, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't to be. So I'd just like to say thanks again um, to Justin, Chris and to Gareth for doing a podcast with me and uh, what you're doing here is fantastic so thanks very much and hopefully you'll be able to tune in because I think it's it's uh, it's on the internet and it will be uh, free to air I think yeah. fantastic well, well we'll blast that out to all the members as well yeah okay thanks a lot fantastic thank you so another very disappointing result there we just watched the uh, West Brom game uh, from Carragher's Bar in New York City and um, all looking forward to the game and thinking after the, after the derby match and the disappointing draw 
is three points in the bag, but I don't think Liverpool ever really got out of first game. They seem to be seem to be struggling. Very pedestrian performance, I thought. Um, and I'm joined joined tonight uh, by Brian McLaughlin, who's the um, the manager of Carras Bar. Um, Carras Bar is located not far from Times Square, and it's uh, 39th Street in Times Square. Brian, yeah. Yeah, 39th Street between 7th and 8th Avenue. Yeah. I don't detect the New York accent there, is that? <laughs> no, I'm from uh, Tyrone, um, Ireland. Right, yeah. Northwest. And you've been, you've been running the bar for a few years, yeah. It's a fantastic bar, by the way. It's great to watch the match in here. But, you know, it's a very disappointing result, wasn't it? You know? It's great to watch great matches in here, and that wasn't one of them, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, and also joined by uh, Ken Solomon, who's a Liverpool fan. Where are you from, Ken? Are you... From the Boston area. From the Boston area. How come you support Liverpool? I think it all started with my uh, two boys who are now adults, but uh, when yeah. they were really young, we uh, hosted a uh, uh, English coach for a couple of weeks at home, and he was a Liverpool fan, and oh, nice. uh, um, that's how he got the boys hooked. Yeah, and yeah. They got me hooked. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. So you be, you come you try and get to Carras uh, Bar for most games, or yeah, is it? whenever I can, whenever I'm in New York, which yeah. is often. Yeah. yeah it's a great yeah. great venue to watch. Yeah. But it's not as as Brian was saying. It wasn't wasn't a great venue to watch a nil nil because that was pretty dull, wasn't it? Pretty yes, dull match all over. Yeah, well, it's a, a midweek game at the end of the year that everyone thought that was going to be easy. Yeah. People have no leave left from work, so they're saving their days. So people don't turn up. So a miserable game is. And there's a miserable crowd. <laughs> it's uh, midweek mid- mid- and no one's drinking. It just adds to the whole Debbie yeah. Downer of the situation. And yeah. um, it makes the Everton game and the Everton results seem even worse now. Because yeah, we well, thought the upside of, of even time with Everton is we're going to get three we're going to get three points against these guys. So four points from two games, not yeah. the worst. I think you look at these two fixtures, and a couple of weeks ago you would have put them down as a bank of six points. But you know this is Liverpool, and we continue on this podcast saying what what what's wrong with the setup. I mean, I think everyone's criticising Klopp uh, after Sunday because of his team selection. Well, the, the team selection was spot on. I thought tonight, and it, uh, you know uh, West Brom put ten men behind the ball, and we couldn't break them down, and that's the story. Uh, over and over again, isn't it? I've seen it that is. game. I've seen that game a hundred times at Anfield. You know. I think we've all seen it, and that adds to the frustration. Is that we yeah. keep seeing it? Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with the goal either. I mean, that is not deliberate handball, is it? You know, I don't think it's. I don't think it is. To, no, it's, it's uh, one of those ones where it's another reason why you need video replay. It's not just because it suits us. You know, video replay stuff. Stuff is going to go against us, but you want fair goals to stand. You want fair penalties to stand. Yeah. You just want it to be fair, and, and that's we've been bitten twice the last few games now, but not having video replay. Yeah, and it also seemed it took a long time for him to make that call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he didn't. Uh, he didn't. He didn't. It's only he didn't book him, did he? He didn't no. book him. No. So no. I mean, it's not deliberate then. Yeah. No, it's not deliberate. Yeah. So I mean, it's one. Well, I don't know. You know, it's but very I, frustrating. Uh, but we're not getting any luck, are we? <laughs> We're not getting any luck. I knew you not to celebrate. I said I'm going to wait ten seconds just yeah, to make sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I, I uh, taped the celebrations in the bar, and then someone said, "Wait, wait." wait. That was like it was literally it was a long time. It's ten, fifteen seconds, you know. 
Um, you, but, you, know, you even had time to record the celebration? Exactly, because wow. it went on for so long, you know, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's very frustrating again, and as, as, as Liverpool fans, you know, it's, it really is, you know, it's uh, three steps forward, two steps back, isn't it? That's what it seems like, you know, I think uh, we've just dropped four points there at our home in the last two games and that, you know. Yeah, the, that, the inconsistency is what's really frustrating. Yeah, yeah. As you say, three steps forward, two back. Uh, you've seen them at the high and you see them at the low and you just want to see some consistency out there. Well, I think the beauty of today's game, if you can describe it, that is that there's nothing you, could, there's nothing you can blame Klopp for today. He played the strongest 11. Yeah, yeah. He could, maybe could have brought the subs on a little bit earlier, but there's no... It's mm. just one of those things that... He, that that uh, you got to hold your hands up and say yeah. we've got to figure this out. Man- Manny wasn't as, at his best today. No. He hasn't been at his best he hasn't, for a while. He's been no. since he came back from injury. He hasn't. He's been hasn't been at the races, has he? Really? Mm. You know? So it's, uh, it's it's worrying in a way, isn't it? Because you always think Manny's got that little bit of magic. Salah's had that magic to get you know to get us out of situations. You know, like the goal on Sunday, which was was brilliant, wasn't it? It was the it, the type of class that we needed tonight, but. All the all, the ball was dropping all the time in the penalty area today, and it was just coming off people's knees, and that it was just it was like comedy stuff, yeah. wasn't it? You know. And uh, Salah was inches away a few times. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Some of the uh, crosses, you know, which could have been conveyed. But I mean, generally, are you optimistic about Liverpool's future, or are you thinking, you know, we we need a couple of additions in the uh, January one window? I mean, anyone you listen to is, is talking about needing a new centre back. Yeah, and. Uh, Need a new central defensive midfielder. Yeah, I mean Henderson wasn't playing today, and that's probably no. because he hasn't been good enough recently. Yeah, and then the guy that's replaced him maybe possibly leaving in January. Yeah, yeah, it's not so great. It's obviously, Kira's coming in, but we can't. Yeah, we can't have nobody for six months. How do you, what do you, how do you think uh, Carriers did tonight? Didn't have much to do, didn't he? But he, he, really he did. But he had a couple of really nice close saves. Yeah, you know. But Quick the, reflexes. The save, the save that he had was because he messed up for that. He was off the line too far yeah. and misjudged the ball. But then yeah. down the other end of the field, Foster did the same thing right. where he dropped it as well. Yeah, looked yeah. to be the ball. I yeah. think the wind was probably giving them lots of trouble today too. Yeah, I think. Well, that's, that's what the commentators were saying. Yeah, it was like, uh, you know, if you look at that match, you can see everyone's freezing in the crowd, can't you? <laughs> and everyone's thinking, oh my god, just score and get this over with, so we can. Get so we can get home, you know. But Pete, you give us no time. I don't even know how the other scores went today. Well, yeah, did well, anything been... go first? Anything suit us? No, I think everyone won. Mm. I think, uh, well, not too sure. I think Everton were winning. I think City were, were winning four 0 yeah. last time. So you know, but um, yeah, very disappointing. But I mean, I'd just like to say, you know, as uh, you know, didn't know what to expect coming to the bar. I was in the Eleven Street bar to watch the derby which is a very different bar because it's a very long bar isn't it and, but this is this is more like your traditional Irish bar in New York isn't it yeah. and some of the memorabilia on the walls not just for Cara but for Liverpool as well the watercolours and that you know I'm, uh, I think it's absolutely magnificent you know I think it's brilliant so if anyone gets the chance when you're coming over to New York try and check this place out because it's it's fine and also you've got another bar called the Boot Room uh, the Irish American, which was named yeah. after the Irish American pub on Lime Street. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, right. That's my, yeah. <laughs> There's connections everywhere. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. and uh, that that one's gone now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is the only one left, the Irish American. Yeah. I think they were trying to rebuild that one. 
Mm. I think maybe the um, yeah, but you've still got the boot room, haven't you? Yeah, but I think the the one in Liverpool, I thought yeah. they were trying to reopen it again. Well, I think it's reopened on the other side of Lime Street. Okay, be, be further down. Like what, same name. It's called the yeah yeah. It's I gotta go back Irish and check American, that. Yeah. I gotta go back and check that out now. All oh, right, that's a good excuse for me. Have you got a copyright on that? I can tell the wife. You know, something I gotta go check out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, in in terms of, I mean, uh, watching the match in New York, if you feel part of the, you know, part of everything. You know, when obviously you said there's going to be a big match, obviously there'd be a lot of people here for the Arsenal game. Yeah, It'd be a great atmosphere and all that. And do you feel do you feel part of that, or do you f- see it as a distant club and there's not do, do you have any no, connection my, with that? Like my life is first thing in the morning. I'm listening to the Anfield rap. Right. Okay. You know, and, yeah. Uh, the kids listen to the Beatles which is before she goes to sleep. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Just, just surrounded by the So Liverpool. the Liverpool connection's always there, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I come to work every day surrounded yeah. by all these people, surrounded by park hall characters. And oh, brilliant. I meet a hundred different scousers every day in here. And Jamie comes over, doesn't he, a couple of times? He comes over, he's been over, he's been over like every six months on average. Yeah. He's coming over now in January again. I'm amazed his dad, his dad hasn't stayed here. You know, because some of the bars here are fantastic. Aren't they, you know? <laughs> he has stayed. He's been he's been here over here three times. Oh, right. No, but actually started to live here. I mean, <laughs> oh no, 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 that yeah. did, no. Only I can live here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, can you bring some people over for the matches? Do I do. Yeah. I do for six years now. We've yeah. been running trips for uh, North American uh, Reds. Yeah. Oh, great. Over Liverpool and. Uh, and you combine that with Beatles. We do. We do. We do a uh, well, yeah. uh, Beatles tour for an afternoon. Yeah. Uh, sometimes a Beatles pub crawl, and uh, we do a lot of things in the community. We yeah. go to home baked Anfield all the time. Oh, brilliant! Uh, we bring yeah. everyone yeah. in there, introduce them. Yeah, um, fantastic. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go far in the Champions League, aren't we? That's one uh, that's consolation. The goal. We're built that's for the Champions the League. I think we are built for yeah. the Champions League. So I mean, you know, it's a great uh, draw, Porto. That's the one yes. I would have wanted. Yeah. So next year's our year. Yeah, Champions yeah, League, right? yeah, yeah. It's got to be, and it? 2018. It's yeah, got to be. Yeah. And we'll have but a group uh, trip over there for for the Porto match. Yeah, well, I think I can. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I can see what Klopp's trying to do. It's just games like that. You're so frustrated. I think it was more frustrated after the derby because I think Absolutely. I think you know uh, different setup and we could be winning that three or four nil and then bring your players off and that's the big argument. But he played a very strong team tonight and we couldn't break West Brom down. So at the end of the day, it's down to down to the players, isn't it? You know. Yeah, he's, he's no fault tonight. Maybe like I say, yeah. subs maybe ten minutes earlier. But. Maybe yeah. But I mean, it's you know it's been a great experience and you know thanks for the. You know, thanks for looking after you and thanks for doing the podcast as I say once again if you get the chance there's the boot room there's Carras where's the boot room by the way that's down yes. by Battery Park down beside the World Trade Centre yeah. yeah down by there and also the 11th Street Bar and all sorts of different uh, Liverpool fans get yeah. together and I can certainly say that there was there's no lack of passion in the bar today when the when the uh, disallowed goal was being celebrated, <laughs> it was uh, hunky dory. It, it felt like you know this is it. We're gonna we're gonna fluke a one nil win here, but it wasn't to be. But um, yeah, so thanks, Brian. You're welcome. Uh, and thanks, Ken, for doing the podcast. And uh, have you got any message for the people listening on the Liverpool Echo podcast? Uh, I'll tell you that uh, we're just looking forward to coming over for the Porto match. And uh, and again later in the spring. So you're definitely coming over. Yeah, yeah, we are, we okay. are, and I absolutely love the city and, yeah. and the people. Yeah, New York or Liverpool? Liverpool, <laughs> no question. Yeah, well, New York's a great city yeah. as well, isn't it? And Brian is like, yeah, um, yep. I, hopefully, I'll be coming over as well. Yeah, what uh, for? The, 
if one of the matches yeah if my wife lets me in February yeah 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 look forward to coming over and yeah. hopefully will, you catch, get, will you get to Porto maybe will you get to Portugal no no I, think, no, I mean no. if I'm going to go anywhere I'm going to go to Liverpool yeah. the, the away games don't interest me at all yeah <laughs> I, like, I like the city oh, okay as much as I like the football well you've been uh, you've been a great host and thanks very much and thanks for doing the podcast Leila Rouge over and out from New York City let's hope the result is better next time thank you very much